in three, two, one. Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dimzik, powered by Betsperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive, Wild Card Weekend, Super Wild Card Weekend, excuse me, S- excuse me, Super yeah, Wild Card Weekend. Great. Uh, that was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot of football. Um, I don't know that I can remember another time where we've had basically three, you know, that that much continuous high leverage football. Uh, it was awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, overall, it's been it's been an odd year, though. Like, I'm 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 less shocked and awed by things. We've had multiple double Monday nights. We've had Tuesday night. We've had a, a Wednesday night football. We've had odd Saturdays. So. Uh, it's it's one of those years where you just roll with it, I guess. And I, I liked it. I liked having six games. It was a lot. It was a lot. It's gonna make it's gonna make me feel a little at ease. Like I looked at the schedule just now. In fact, I was texting my wife about it. And they're like, "Hey, there's a baby. There's only like four games next weekend. <laughs> Saturday one doesn't start till three thirty. You have me all morning. Like, don't worry. Sunday about it. Wi- Sunday wipes out the whole day. Yeah, Sunday does kind of wipe out the whole day, but, but that's fine. Saturday, that's Saturday, Saturday night will be fine. So. Yeah, my family yeah. does miss me too. It'll be a prayer. Well, no Monday night football. I'll hang out with them tonight. Yes, bragging. I like this. Wife brag. Yes. <laughs> no, no big deal. I am stuck with someone. So, um, I yeah, like but, it, man. Uh, some some good football. Some horrible football. Some fun games. Some exciting results. Things. Uh, somebody said I'll have to go back and listen that during this one with Suma. I called it an eight point win by Tampa. I'm like, it's just going to land on eight and push. And I said, like, I said 30, I think he said, I said 34, 20, whatever. I was like one point off on, on each oh, of the wow. scores. So every once in a while, blind square. Clairvoyance. Yes. Yeah. But, uh, so that, uh, let's start with that one. Clairvoyance. The okay. Game? No, the first game was, uh, Bill's Colts, right? Oh, I, are we, are we, are we, are we re- we're reacting. Are we, we're reacting. I thought, right. Yeah. Let's react. Okay, okay. Bills, Colts was weird. Um, Colts were the right side, would you say? Yeah. We put, yeah, we you were paid, wrong you paid, yeah, I knew you were paying a premium for the Bills. I knew I it too. I still did it anyway. I still I, did honestly, it anyway. I liked, them to, I liked them to get the offense going. They just uh, – the defense let me down. They were up 14. They were up 11. It just wasn't meant to be. You know what? The defense didn't even really let us down, I don't think. Um the defense I mean, did second, their job. First half defense, I was happy with. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. The defense did their job, and they uh, they limited the big plays on the running game until it was kind of out of reach ish, almost. And then, you know, so they held they held their own. Uh, they didn't get a lot of pressure on Rivers. I was hopeful that in the absence of some of the key offensive linemen for the Colts, they would get a little more pressure on Rivers. That was not to be. Um, the bet on the Bills and paying the premium to back the Bills was largely because you were betting on Philip Rivers will make a mistake at some point in this game. And that is generally a good bet. But for whatever reason, maybe he knows this is his last ride. Maybe he's just experienced enough that he's not making mistakes in the playoffs when he know, when the leverage is high because he's a vet. But whatever the case was, he was clean. He was making good decisions in this game. In fact, 
The play sequencing was poor overall for Reich. He was run, run, pass way, 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 way too predictably in this contest. And Philip Rivers did a damn decent job of bailing them out with some passing, I thought, throughout the duration of this game. Kind of got them into it from, you know, you kept them in it, uh, really. And it was the very last drive where he kind of faltered a bit. Um, credit to the Bills defense for stepping up and making a couple plays on that drive. Um, I thought they got that fumble that should have ended the game. The refereeing was so bad. Like, there was so much football that happened oh, after yeah. this. We forget about this. But the refereeing was so, so, so poor in that game. And their decision to um, – their decision there to to make such a high leverage call uh, that gave the Colts more life was weird. Uh, I didn't think it was right, but so be it. Um yeah, he, Under. he you cannot yeah. Re- you cannot recover a fumble with your gooch. It's just your grundle, whatever you want to call it. I know it's it's like soda and pop. It's taint in some parts of the country, but like, what was that? Was that what we're talking about, or was that the? No, we're talking about the one where that's, um, that's Seattle. I, mean, I, I can't even. The Colts, yeah, that's the the Colts made the Colts made the catch down the field, and okay, uh, yeah, the yeah. ball I'm got ripped up. Out. All the, the terrible yeah, calls. The, the, the guy wasn't touched. He was down. He stood up, and Pryor oh, ripped the ball yeah. out. And they, this is they called him down by contact. Were. Yeah, this no, it was, it was I can't even keep all the, the weird I think, high leverage calls apart. I think the Gooch recovery was in the uh, Giants Cowboys game, man. <laughs> What's oh going on? Was two weeks ago. I'm still stuck on the Gooch call. <laughs> that was Wayne Gallman for the Giants eliminating. Oh, the yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my. Um, how, how, right. how am I stuck two weeks in the past? <laughs> all right, we're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're just going to scrap this and start over. Yeah, that's a lot I'm, of Gooch. I'm, I'm still stuck. Well, it's just been weeks of this stuff. There's been oh, some yeah. weird calls up and down. Um, the calling the first t- the first pass down the sidelines a catch when the ball is like rolling around. Uh, a couple yeah. of the a couple of the just the stuff that had to be reviewed. The one coach having like having to take a timeout to get them to actually look at a a call. There was a lot of stuff going on, but yeah, the the Colts ran the ball effectively. It just wasn't quite enough. Bills. I don't know. Playoff win. I think the Colts shot themselves in the dick. Not, I mean, honestly, like the coaching overall, the coaching mistakes that were made by Frank Reich in that game were not as egregious as the ones we saw yesterday. So we've already forgotten about them. Yeah. But let's not forget that Frank Reich settled for a field goal on their first drive deep into Buffalo territory in the first half of that game. He again, no, and on record before the game, we're gonna be aggressive. We're gonna have to score touchdowns if we're gonna win this game. He settled for a field goal. The red zone play calling on the second opportunity that they had, they got stopped at the goal line. It was bad play calling. Um, the protections weren't great overall in those high leverage moments either. Um, and the in the second half of the game, he had a couple of boneheaded field goal go for it decisions too. I thought, um, it was a weird. It was weird. Like he 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 couldn't. He wasn't really feeling himself in terms of the normal Frank Reich in-game decision making that makes him plus EV in general to back. Um, and he's eliminated for it. And the Colts go and, home. Yeah, and and it is it is a good point. As before, we get on to some of these other games. You do almost forget about some of those. Um, they weren't egregious, but they were the wrong calls. The the lack the of aggressiveness calls. from Frank Reich. You forget about it because of the the you know, the Titans punt and the Steelers punt. 
like the, the fact that those were so crazily egregious that you, you just kind of uh, kind of space out a game that happened. I mean, this game happened long enough ago that I I thought it was part of the Colts or the Giants game. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, that's right. A uh, couple other thoughts I had on my notes. Um, Josh Allen, 300 yards passing, but it was pretty uninspiring. It the really worst took... playoff sack I've seen. To it, so far, the worst <laughs> sack in the playoffs. I mean, I, I get trying to do something, make something out of nothing, but giving up a 23 yard sack there wasn't good. Yeah, it it was that was awful. Um, that I was the drive recovered. That's right. That's right. That was and um, I would say the Bills defense in general soft in that fourth quarter, giving up those 14 points on some huge chunk plays through the air. Yeah. Like if, if your whole defense is sequenced and set up to allow team, you know, to try to incentivize teams to run, it can't be that bad in the you know end of game scenarios that makes, you know, they're vulnerable to the back door. That was, that was wild. Uh, Josh Allen, I did not think had an especially impressive game. He really struggled to read the cover two concepts early in that one. It took him a while to kind of find his, uh, you know, find his form. Uh, it wasn't to the second half of the game until we really saw a dangerous Josh Allen out there. So it was, uh, I guess I don't feel as scared of the Bills after that game as I was going into it. Is that an unfair reaction? I mean, the Bills is still a team that were scoring 30, 40 comfortably down the stretch. And now they win 27, 24. And all of a sudden I'm like, nah. Eh, the bills, whatever. I mean, is it is there a little potential for a market overreaction on selling the bills this week? I think Josh Allen will cut, and we'll get to that game, and we'll get to it deeper on Wednesday. But I think Josh Allen looked a little bit like he looked in the first game last year. It's like he's not comfortable. He's nervous here in the playoffs. I think maybe a game under his belt, he looks better. But no, I mean, I mean, you're right. I'm not sure if some of it was play calling or if some of it was Josh himself, but he didn't look like he's looked in previous weeks and those weren't it's not like the you know the ravens were oh they played shitty teams it's like no they played some quality teams down the stretch and they looked pretty good so that's kind of what i'm looking for i don't know if i'll be getting involved in that game but from a live betting standpoint if josh looks confident if josh looks how he looked in the the end of the regular season compared to how he looked in that game um the, the bills are certain lively in that game Okay. Um, also, I forgot the the Colts jumping off sides, giving the Bills a first down on that end of, half, that end of the first half drive that gave them the game the first down where they eventually got the touchdown. Josh Allen on the ground was dangerous. Josh Allen through the air was less inspiring, less scared, less scared of that yep. guy. Um, okay. Uh, Colts, uh, Rams, can you give me a five minute breakdown on this one? You watched this one more closely than I did because I was uh, watching on my phone at the park. This was this was a janky ass game, man. Like you you had to go with the you weren't sure who the quarterback was going to be. You know, a little bit before the game, they say you know, oh, golf's warming up. Everyone sees video of warming up. They go with Wolford anyway. Wolford didn't look bad, and then Wolford legitimately like hurt his neck very badly. On a, it wasn't a dirty play. It's football. It's a, I don't think anything was malicious about that hit. It's just. It was a hard hit by a hard hit, hard hitting player. So that sucks because Goff, you could tell, wasn't quite right with his touch. I don't know how numbed up that thumb was. Um, Seattle, I mean, the story of this is Seattle's offense sucks. Like, this is the Bears game. Like, Seattle was worse than the Bears from an offensive standpoint at, at points. Uh, one of these scores was a late garbage touchdown 
the the pick six. I don't know if I've ever seen a pick six on a screenplay. I I can't think of one. I can't think of one. Like when you see when you see a defender flashing in there, the, the quarterback just throws it at the ground ahead of him just to try to you know you just you throw it at the feet of the receiver so nothing bad happens like that was such a poor decision and it turned out to be a really big I never saw the Rams scoring 30 in this game we, we like the Rams and the points said maybe a money line look uh, of course I didn't bet it not been you know it's really well, I, I, I didn't bet it for anything, anything substantial. I just, I, of course, I bet every one of these games just for. That was the only. That was the there. only dog I could make a case for. Um, yeah, wasn't the I only know, dog that covered. We'll they get to they, the they looked good at times. Um, down the stretch, they looked good on offense in the second half. Cam Akers just gashing Seattle. Seattle just, Seattle just couldn't get out of their own way. They couldn't figure out the offense. And for some reason, I mean, this is an off season topic. Why did they, you know, why did they decide to go more run heavy on first down when you have one of the best quarterbacks in the league? So, I mean, the big story here is just Seattle not getting the offense going. The pick six was big. The Rams getting, uh, the Rams wouldn't have had the ball as much if Seattle had longer sustained drives. I don't think let's the Rams, on, they ran, Rams don't get to 30 if Seattle quits punting. Let's zero in on um, Seattle for a second then. Yeah. Um, they went up against a tough defense. The Rams defense is the best in the NFL. It is. I don't even know if that's a controversial take. Um, the There was some expectation going into this game. Some people who liked the Seahawks, some people who were making the case that the Seahawks were going to be frisky in the playoffs in general, who were basically like, oh, forget about the fact that the Seahawks didn't look great down the last half of the season. Like they can flip the switch, right? They'll, they'll, they'll look like themselves and it didn't manifest. Now, uh, some of that was, in my opinion, at least the headspace of the head coach and the offensive coordinator, Pete Carroll and Brian Schottenheimer had a vision for, uh, this offense that was not up to the you know up to par with the rest of what the NFL is doing right now. It was a bad. It would. It was. It was just bad vision in general. Um, coming out after in the in kind of the season post mortem and saying stuff like we're really going to focus on the run for next season. It's like that's the lesson you're taking away from this year. That is the lesson. Like that's a huge problem. Seattle. That is Seattle is a franchise that I have humongous questions about going forward. Um, Rams, on the other hand, uh, Sean McVay continues to make amazing adjustments at halftime. Maybe the best second half coach to bet on in today's NFL, which is wild because, you know, it's, I, you know, so much of what I like about him is not his in-game decision-making, but apparently his second half adjustments are just rock solid, unimpeachable. Um, Jared Goff, did look like he injured his thumb some more. They gave him, they shot it up. It's probably not going to be totally healthy. Aaron Donald's not going to be totally healthy. Cam Akers may not have as much pop on the road in the cold. Cup, uh, yeah, cup the, cup the knee. Of, the knee wasn't as bad as we thought. Like that's. Oh, okay. Uh, he, Was that? I think he did just you, did you, it. Okay. Okay. We'll we'll cover injuries and and what we're expecting the market to do when we talk about the actual games yeah. coming up next weekend, but. Um, those were my general. Yeah, I mean, he, 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 Donald will play, but he legitimately tore cartilage away from the bone. Like he's going to play with a bunch of shots. That's basically what's going to happen. So, you yeah, know, what's interesting. Uh, it is a tough defense. I, and maybe I was too harsh on Seattle 
but Seattle is the kind of team that has the playmakers to beat a tough defense. And they decided to use a, you know, play sequencing, play calling, play design and play execution. That was not going to do it today. Uh, yeah. Just, or, you know, Saturday that what, what they did just wasn't going to work. I'm surprised the Rams, even the Rams offense getting 23 was yeah. something That's all things considered, all, all things considered with the, you know, going with Wolford, having the backup get hurt, having to go with a guy with a numbed up thumb, just off surgery. The fact that they got, they would have won without the, you know, without the pick six, I guess. It's hard to say with how the sequencing of the game went, but them getting to 23 was also bad. Like the Seahawks not being able to stop that. It's not like the defense is good, but w- when we did find out Jamal Adams was a little more dinged up than we thought, he's having a major surgery after the, like he couldn't well, tackle. I mean, you could see well, it. He, he wanted no part of tackling. Yeah. Um, okay. Nightcap here, Washington football team, valiant effort against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers covering. Um, Heineke. It covered every number, right? It was eight to eight and a half to nine and a half to ten, back to eight and a half. Like it was, they covered every number. Maybe there was a push if you bet early on Washington. Is that right? Yeah. I, mean, I never, I don't remember seeing I think it was eight Bucks as we talked about it early in the week, but. Bucks, Bucks were the cherry teaser leg of the playoffs so oh, far. Yeah. The only basic strategy teaser leg that was available to this point, and they came through. Although that was kind of a sweat late, it looked like they might have they were going to win by two. And it's like check your, teaser number. check your teaser number. Um, that was kind of crazy. Uh, Bucks offense was unstoppable when they went to the air. Unstoppable. Part of the handicap coming into this game was the Washington football team is going to be, you know, their defensive line is legit. They're going to give Brady, pre- you know, some some um, pressure. They're going to put him under pressure. They're going to bring out bad Brady. No, not not to be. In fact, they were unable entirely to generate anything up the middle. All of the times they got pressure was around the outside. Tampa Bay simply just made them go the long way, and by the time they got there, the ball was gone. Uh, it was it was one of the um, you know, kind of clear and obvious things that you saw in the first half of that game. Like the offensive line for the Bucks is having a good day. The Washington football team defense ain't getting home, which is a huge problem because the Washington football team secondary is quite bad. And they had whatever they wanted through the air. Um, they used a lot of Leonard Fournette in this one, to my horror, uh, but it didn't really hurt them one way or the other. Uh, yeah, I, I like how much Fournette was getting there. Like oh, yeah. I could just hear you cringing. Uh, didn't this feel? Didn't both of the NFC South games feel a little similar as far as like this team could be doing a lot more on offense, but they're not. I yes. don't know if they're just hold. They're holding back for the next round because they have a, an inferior team. You know the, the the NFC South teams, the Saints and the Bucks, both played probably the, the two worst teams that had made the playoffs. Like they had easy roads. Obviously Tampa had a little tougher by having to travel, but at the yeah. same time you're playing Taylor Heineke, who by God, we underestimated this kid all heart, all yeah. grit. Like he mm-hmm. super try hard. He risked it for the biscuit. He's going to end up somewhere next year, I think. So maybe here, Not a start and, up probably, but yeah. you know, it, it did feel like if the bucks wanted to put up more points, what they were doing was working. And if they needed, you know, a late score to pull away, they could have got it. So never yeah. felt like it was in doubt. So, but also good for, good for anybody who took the late 10 and a half or whatever. It just, uh, it, it felt good to, felt good to catch the big tickets once, once things got out of control. And it felt like that right away. Like 
you know, uh, the, the reaction to Alex Smith being out was to, you know, bet Tampa people bet Tampa and it went up and then he got in and people are, you know, all over Twitter. It's like, Oh shit. It's not a 2.5 point downgrade. It's a 2.5 point upgrade. Well, yeah, I think, here? I think altogether your Tampa Bay offense is as healthy as solid, as strong as you would have hoped at this time of year. Especially for what happened during the season and how glass like Evans has been. Godwin has in injuries in the past. Obviously, we don't have to talk about Gronk's injury history and how old he is. And the fact that you got a 400 year old quarterback to this point in the season healthy. Antonio Brown. Yeah, you're, 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 you're set too, up. Antonio Brown, who knows what kind of shape he was, you know, for as long as he's been away for the game. So, yeah, uh, yeah they're, they're in great position as far as health, all things considered. Bucks defense, on the other hand, against a debutant, Taylor Heineke gave up a lot. They gave up a lot of yards, a lot of soft looks. That a lot of it was, was with a, a lead, or at least you know a double. Uh, you know they, they were in they were in a game state where they had a two score lead for a lot of the game, though. So you you're know, giving it, up 15 yard passes for the fuck of it. I mean, they I, were. Yeah, I, I don't know if it was soft for the sake of just. You know, not not getting burnt over the top. It didn't feel like it was full prevent, but you know, the game state did did just kind of dictate. I don't know how aggressive you'd be on defense at that point, just especially and and to be to their you know, you don't have a lot of tape on Taylor Heineke as well. Maybe that could have been part of the reason why he did look so good. You know, you, uh, all, all week you're prepping for two different quarterbacks. That's a disadvantage. Even though we just said that it was an easy matchup, so I give him some a break on there, but I don't think the Tampa's defense is all it's cracked up to be. They gave up 50 yards on the ground and 300 yards through the air to Taylor Heineke. That's not good. Um, I don't... I, part of me thinks that there's a better Bucks defense behind the, the you know what we saw on Saturday, and they were saving some of their juice for this matchup coming up this weekend. Um, I don't think that's crazy, but I was very disappointed in the Tampa Bay defense in that game. Uh, if you had told me beforehand that Tampa Bay was going to get to 31, I would have said, yeah, for sure they are. Absolutely. If you were going to tell me Washington was going to get to 23, I would have said, whoa, what happened to the Bucks defense? And that's kind of my main takeaway of this game, really. Um, I do think you're right. You could have seen – you Tampa Bay could have flexed some more. They could have scored more points if they felt like they had to have yeah. it. But – I thought the defense. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they, they, you know, you're saying how much they gave up, but they give up 75 yards on a drive that took 11 plays that, you know, where they're up 28, uh, what were they up? They were up 28 to 16 with like six minutes left. So, I mean, 75 yards on a drive like that, uh, that feels like soft yards. Like that feels like, oh, we're in a, we're in a soft spot here. And then they went and used up a couple minutes, got a field goal, kind of put it where, well, it still ended up being on an eight at that point. The touch it was exactly was it was there. the same shit that they did against the Giants. Yeah, in that in that game, that Tampa Bay Giants game on primetime as well, where they let them come right down the field back door and score that touchdown and stop the two point conversion from sending that game to overtime. Um, on that drive, you noted they gave up sixteen yard pass through the air. Um, a third and three conversion uh, that was extremely soft. Uh, there wasn't even very many third downs, honestly. Third and goal from the ten, they gave up an eleven-yard pass to Sims. I mean, uh, it was it was 
it was soft. It was unimpressive. It was uninspiring. And they gave the Washington football team the ball back uh, with outside the two-minute warning and an eight-point yeah. margin. I know getting a I touch, came, that, and that's where I was. I was still more disappointed in the offense at that juncture because the offense needed to pick them yeah. up and get the yeah. touchdown, put it completely out of reach, get the ball reach. back, and say, you know, f you, we we win. So yeah. yeah, yeah, something to look for in the obviously a much tougher matchup coming up for them. Yeah, the Tom Brady getting sacked was kind of a key um, play on that drive that stopped them from getting that touchdown. But yeah, no, I that, and that was my general takeaway was uninspired by Tampa really top to bottom. I don't know if that influences their number this week or not, but uh, it wasn't, wasn't as good as it could have been. Um, early Sims, Sims was good. So. Uh, did, did you watch the, any uh, of this one? Um, Baltimore one. All right. Yeah. Baltimore, <laughs> man. I got a lot of thoughts on this one. Do you want to, do you want to kind of frame it first? <sighs> Yeah, I mean the joke was like deja vu when it was ten nothing. Yeah, Lamar. I mean, and they all, they said it on the on the you know only guy on Twitch. There we go. I mean they said it on the broadcast and they nailed it as broadcasters rarely do. Like that route, what the receiver did, and the play call were nice, and then Lamar throws it five yards inside. You know, that just, just, I just did a crazy mistake to make there because they, they weren't that far out. They weren't out of it. It was early. I mean, obviously they still weren't out of it at 10, nothing, but to throw that ball so far to the inside, when all you have to do is throw that to the outside where it's either your guy catches it or he's carried out of bounds or if the ball lands out of bounds, like that, that was just such a bad mistake. And I'm like, oh man, if this is what he's going to do today, they're toast. They're absolutely toast. So and the, the defense the fact, was getting pushed around too. That's and, and yeah, they were getting pushed around on, in both the offensive and defensive line. They were getting beat in the trenches to, you know, more announcer cliches, but they were. I mean, they were getting out physical everywhere. Tennessee was kind of what the Tennessee scoring drive, the touchdown drive, they looked like they were going to do that. The fact that Tennessee has 13 points is the biggest surprise in this, of this whole thing. After, yes. after that first touchdown, the only touchdown drive after that touchdown drive, I'm like, Tennessee's going to put up 35 today. If they play like that, we're Turned out, you know, we talk about yeah. scripted drives and stuff, but yeah, the, the fact that Tennessee was held to 13 was amazing. Uh, the credit to Baltimore. I mean, credit to the Baltimore defense, I guess, for stepping sure. up. Yeah. That, that's the biggest takeaway. Like Lamar played better. Obviously, Lamar on the ground played amazing. That run he ripped off. I mean, a couple of the runs he ripped off. He ended up with like a hundred some hundred what? Top, I don't uh, even have the top rusher. Top rusher of the weekend. Fourteen. To I think one it was top. I think it was top rusher of the weekend. So yeah. he he ended up with some yeah some really eye popping numbers from a rushing standpoint. But still, some of the throws he made were not great early. He made up for it. But I don't feel supremely confident in this. Uh, in this offense, if that's the performance you're going to get against a really, really, really bad Tennessee defensive secondary. Um, that said, Buffalo has Trey White, but it's not a good defense by any means. So it's I think it's it's almost like a similar matchup. Tennessee and Buffalo are eerily similar. You know, obviously Buffalo doesn't have traction. Yeah, they they don't tend to run so much, and maybe that's to their 
you know, to their uh, advantage because there was a lot of run, run, pass, run, run, manageable third down, incomplete pass, punt. Both teams. It was awful from a standpoint of that. So, oh yeah, yeah. Um, if we if we want to have zero in on Tennessee first, first, um, the biggest criticism goes to head coach Mike Vrabel. Oh yeah, the punt one, man. <laughs> one year ago, Vrabel took his team into Baltimore against the superlative Baltimore Ravens, 14-2, number one seed, MVP on the other side of the ball from him. Vrabel took that team in there, and they played with their hair on fire. They won every high leverage down. They converted every fourth down attempt. They had innovative red zone uh, play calls. They stopped every key fourth down attempt that Baltimore had. They you know, they made every play in that game, and they, they understood the, the magnitude of the moment, it felt like. And then to see yesterday, in contrast to last year, was incredible. Incredible. He was gutless in that game. He, the punts, the first, there was one punt in his own territory, eh, fourth and two, fourth and three, maybe. This is like right around midfield where it was like, hmm, like that's weird. I wonder why Vrabel didn't go for that. Like usually, like he would know that this is like a, you know, this is a big game. You know, this is a big moment. You're a home dog. Like, you know, this team's capable of, uh, you know, of, of giving it to you if they, if they, if they click all of a sudden offensively. He punts, um, and then later from the opponent's forty uh, to to uh, to punt it on fourth down was just remarkably um, bad decision making. I didn't understand it at all. Um, and then the. I think the broadcast was amplifying a lot of my feelings about this, but the Art Smith game plan of we're going to get Derrick Henry going to our no matter uh, what, if, at all costs. If it kills us. If it kills us, we're going to get him going. Well, guess what? It, it killed you. It killed you. Um, he AJ finished Brown, 80 yards below his his uh, props for the day. Are you shocked? I mean, no. the, the announcers in the game were like shading my perception a little bit because he got the fourth quarter. And they're like, "Oh, Derrick Henry time! He's worn him down. Now he's gonna no, rip." Oh off no, they they literally said that he, he had like one six yard run and he yeah, broke like, like he broke a tackle at like the yes. you know at the point of contact. And they said, yeah. "You know, that's what happens. That's the cumulative well, effect." Of yeah, Derrick Henry just him up he, you all day, and then he didn't do yeah. shit after that. Yeah, and it was like yeah. you guys recognize he still has yet to convert a first down on the ground today. In fact, I think their only first down converted on the ground was the Ryan Tannehill fourth and one sneak uh, towards yeah. the end of the game. Um, Tannehill, so, Tannehill was, I think, the first play of the game. Tannehill ran too. I'm like God, he was, they should use. I'm like they should use that more, and they didn't hardly use it. Man. Boy, did they! Boy, the, did they! The, the Tannehill that. bootleg, the naked bootleg run. I was. The, like fearing as a Baltimore stakeholder, I was fearing that all game long. It's a and good they play. Never went to it. They never went to it. And you know what was even more ridiculous about the play calling and the criticism specifically for Art Smith here? They were running and running and running and running on early downs to quote unquote establish the run, right? And as you were watching it, you were like, I think he is building up a pattern of trying to put this defense to sleep and they are going to roll out. Um, first down play action once they do this, like, I don't know, five, six times. And sure enough, the end of that first half, they have a drive. They're deep in their own territory. And the first down, they go play action. And guess what? Everyone on Baltimore knew was expecting it because they were they saw the exact same thing. It was a very predictable sequencing of we're going to run, run, run so that our play action works. And then lo and behold, the play action didn't work because everyone on Baltimore expected it. And the Baltimore guy gets up in his face Bats the ball back at him. Tannehill catches it for reasons unknown, 
and takes a 10 yard loss. People have, was like, was Brad, Brad Johnson scored on one of those ones. I mean, I oh, think absolutely. it's hard. To, yes. Oh, Brett, no, no. Brett, he, he, he was probably thinking, I'm going to make a move. But the problem was, Mariota like, scored on defense, one of those. Baltimore defense was playing the play action pass on that. They were playing yeah. it, they knew it. And, that happened a bunch in the second half too. It was like the play calling was just ex- was just too predictable. Period. It was too predictable, and that's where you get really get in trouble. And people can argue about well, too high a frequency early down rushing. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, that puts you in bad situations at times, and you have to just accept it if it's not working. But the predictableness, the predictable nature of the sequencing was was just it was awesome as a Baltimore stakeholder. Um, <laughs> it, it, some of these plays are very confusing. Yeah, um, but yeah, it was. I was. I was fine with it as a Baltimore stakeholder. But boy, uh, does my my opinion of Art Smith did not improve over the last half of the season into these playoffs at all. Um, no. And Baltimore played the run extremely well. Credit to them. They they were fully healthy defense. They looked a hell of a lot better against the run than we've seen them at times this season. Um, and now flipping the script to Baltimore's offense. Um, Lamar Jackson ripping off that 50-yard touchdown run was like porn. That was so, so cool. I, I, I was jumping up and down and screaming. That was such an electric moment. It felt like it elevated the team overall. Uh, and honestly, I felt like that was the turning point in the game. Uh, you know, In hindsight, um, it got him in kind of a more confident mindset, I felt like it, uh, it turned some of the spying that they were doing on him. Like those guys were thinking twice, like, whoa, we had spies on him and he still did that to us. Now we have to cheat a little bit more to be able to keep, you know, to tackle him if he gets outside the pocket. Um, and overall Tennessee's defense did a spectacular job. I thought of kind of reading those, those bash plays of being, of reacting quickly and getting the tackles and preventing, you know, you know, just an absolute runaway for the Baltimore rushing game. But when the dust settled, those were the highest consequence plays of the game. The the Lamar Jackson run for 50-yard touchdown, and then the Lamar Jackson converting the first down with the 33-yard to ice the game. It was awesome to see it. So happy that he won won this game for the for the Ravens and that um, you know, he doesn't have to answer questions for another offseason about your own three in the playoffs. Like it was is this was a big win for Baltimore and for the competitive balance of the AFC in the future. Yeah. Um very, very what happy. Do you, what do you think? Uh so I, I don't have the exact I could pull up the drive charts, but and I wish we had more access to live historical lines, but what do you think Tennessee's live team total was after that touchdown? Like when 27 it was 10, and a half? When it was 10 no, 10? 10 nothing. <clears throat> Oh, yo, uh, I would have said more. I would have said like, like 28, 28 and a half. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. It's still, still, still mind blowing, mind blowing that, uh, they ended with 13 points. They, yeah. And, and it isn't, if you go back and look at the plate sequencing. So from 10, nothing, they scored three points. Did the right team win and cover and 10, nothing. They scored three points and it wasn't because of a bunch of turnovers or sloppy play. It was self-inflicted. Yeah. How about that? It was self-inflicted. They they gave Baltimore, but Tennessee's special teams were excellent. They put Baltimore in bad field position all day long. There wasn't a bunch of penalties committed. It wasn't sloppy play. They literally shot themselves in the foot with their play sequencing and play calling, and that was the, that was the deciding factor in the game. Credit to Lamar though for keeping it together, pull, you know, pulling himself together after the terrible first interception, uh, and you know, completing the last three quarters of that game like an absolute stud. Um, and 
I guess maybe one the only one other comment I had. It was wild seeing Justin Tucker miss a field goal that was high leverage. My kind of stomach sank in that fourth quarter, seeing him miss that fifty-two yard. It was a hard uh, field if goal. That, if that would have been the difference, I can't imagine. Oh god, like, Lamar, then, Lamar going zero three because of Justin Tucker. Justin oh, Tucker missing goals, and or Lamar going zero three because a ref called an OPI on a fourth down conversion on the game. A icing drive that moved them back five yards and I they took another fifty-one. That that penalty was inexcusable. That guy should be fired. Period. That he wasn't looking at the play. He waited until it was over. He threw was, the penalty. That, that's what I was going to say. The timing of the flag. Play. That was the whole thing was inexcusable. That was the worst penalty of the week. It's weekend. like he it waited for them to get the first down and then threw it. Like I'm not ref conspiracy guy, obviously, but that was that was something. So yeah, if they had gotten stops, he probably wouldn't have thrown the flag. If they had gotten the stop, he probably doesn't throw the flag. But they got the first down, and then he decided there was interference, and he threw it. And you watched the replay, and it was like, are you are you effing kidding me? Yeah, are you effing kidding me? That was so bad. And I, you know, honestly, the refing wasn't great all weekend, but that was that was the low that was the low point. I th- and I don't think yeah. it was especially close. Baltimore moves Speaking on. Of- Breathe deep sigh of relief there. Uh, wish, it was more, wish it was a more comfortable. Uh, I would have rather been like the Cleveland game personally, <laughs> but yeah. that's fine. They get they get through. They get through. Um, and they got through healthy. Moments. And they got through. They got through healthy. Yep that that is big. Speaking of low moments, the Bears made the playoffs. <laughs> and truthfully, uh, do, do, and this is—I mean, there, there's not a lot to say here. I, I feel like we touched on New Orleans. Uh, we feel like it might be similar to where they kept some of the good stuff for next week. But at the same time, does this game tr- dramatically change if Wims catches that touchdown pass? I don't think so. Like, does it, does it still just end up with being somewhere between an eight and? 14 point New Orleans win. I think so. I, although, you, like, but w- way to let you like Mitch Trubisky does not have like 15 good throws in him. Like, he can hit your short stuff, especially to the right. He can make these easy passes, but that was legitimately a very good throw. He put that exactly where it needed to be. That was like a Russell Wilson drop in the bucket. He'd already yes. used one of his good throws on that sideline pass. Like he only has a few of those each game. You can't drop that if you're a Bears receiver. He really, really has to be. I mean, I'm not saying anything anyone doesn't know, but not not catching that was massive. And that I mean, that was the end of the game. Like, oh, well, if they're gonna do that, this they might it, not get to 10 points. It hurts, it hurts, it potentially hurts New Orleans if they panic at that point. You know, if there's like a creep of, oh man, we're in trouble at that point, then it potentially hurts New Orleans. But we talked about it at half. Veteran coach, veteran quarterback. Yeah, the I'm not sure they there. The adjustments were there, and they went right to it in the second half. The passing game, the running game, the mixing, the mixing it up. In fact, Sean Payton had his fastball from a play calling perspective in the second half. I thought. Now they really, they still the Bears defense played amazing. They played up in that game. They their their for, their red zone defense was freaking awesome. Like how many times did it take the Saints to punch it in on that one trip? They had like uh, five, six, 
chances with all the flags and they still couldn't get it in. And then the set and then the final drive for the Saints where they were trying to score 20, get get up 28, bear stop them on fourth and goal. Uh, cannot they cannot get it across the line. Um I like this auto corrected to Kamala. <laughs> that's how, that's how you know politics has entered gambling Twitter too much this year. Yeah, yeah. Kamara ends with ninety. Kamara did prop. Like I finally, I think I'm like one for fifteen on prop bets this year. I need to talk to some uh, guys that actually do DFS. Help me with it because Kamara <laughs> over rushing and receiving did hit. Took later in the game, but they didn't use him uh, much in the uh, Patrick just asked why didn't they use him in the passing game much? I don't know if they're you saving know. that shit. Like I, they, they wanted to get Deontay. When you can get Deontay, Deontay Harris involved yeah. to the tune of seven targets, you got to do it. Right, yeah. I, I don't know what the plan was, but I thought I, Sean Payton's good. He was catching everything. What are you going to be bad at him? His play calling and sequencing was more effective in the second half by a long shot, and that was that was that was a big relief for the Saints. Um, Trubisky and the Bears. I don't have much else to say. The garbage time touchdown. I feel bad for our buddy uh, Pizza. Only team he came away with in the Calcutta was the Bears. Paired, paid paid fair market price for him. He didn't get. You know, he didn't get uh, get raked over the coals on that on the cost for that team, but uh, they were very close to having the biggest margin of victory loss. I think that was probably going to be it. And instead of twenty eight three, we have twenty one nine. They're the leader in the clubhouse. You don't? Do you think twelve point victory holds last next seven games? Was it for the Rams? The twelve isn't the the biggest victory on the board. Excuse me. It was against the spread. The biggest loss on the board right now is twelve point loss, and it's Chicago no, it, Bears. No, it's Seattle. Seattle lost by ten. I, it's against the spread. No, no, I think the loss is just the biggest loss. No, the it's biggest, biggest win loss is against the, the spread. The biggest win is the win against the spread. Oh, sure, maybe, maybe you're right. Okay. Is biggest uh, loss? Look at the rules. I thought sure they were, I thought it was ATS stuff. Because if it's ATF stuff, it's Seattle Rams right now. Okay. Uh. uh and, and actually, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh probably late leader in that. If it's ATS loss, ATS win, yeah, no, it definitely, definitely. Uh, yeah, because the, they were um, six point, they closed six, so. Yeah, that was a seventeen point ATS win. So that that um, was like, yeah, they lost by twelve, so they lost by like eighteen. I'm almost sure that the loss is just loss loss. We'll figure this out later. And the win just, is, yeah, the loss is biggest loser by point differential. In the 15 playoff games, biggest winner versus the spread in the 15 playoff. Games. Oh, so they are different. So, so Bears currently the leader, but 12 points probably doesn't hold, right? That might not hold up. Okay, all right. Cleveland Pittsburgh, funnest game. That was, you know what? I wish my only regret is not hitting live over more. I knew people who went way more aggressive than me that had numbers near 70 that were very comfortable with them. I had a couple in the 50s. My highest one was 61. That was, I was never in doubt in hindsight. My favorite kind of grading bets is in hindsight. So, um, <laughs> I mean, I got a little nervy there when Pittsburgh, I'm like, Pittsburgh needs a freaking score here in the first half. It felt like, oh, they're going to, they're down 28 and they're running the ball. So, I, I mean, I've had some issues with some of the coaches here. And I like Tomlin as a leader of men. I like Tomlin as a leader of a football team, but he's in certain positions in, very in well. developing players, but his in-game decision-making, the fact that he didn't yell at Fichtner for like, I don't know what they're doing running the ball. The fact that they, they punted was not as bad as the Titans punt, but it was pretty much up there. 
It ended. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. There were two yeah, of them. So, there were two of them. Yeah, both, two of them. Yeah. yeah. First half and second half, he had bad punts. And, you know, just some of the decision making they made. They were gifted a touchdown. Um, Pitts, you know, Pittsburgh made it semi into a game late, which made it fun, especially for totals. But yeah, Big Ben is now like second leading uh, passing game in the playoffs ever. Like that was like the most yards ever thrown outside of the one where Brady threw 505. So it, yeah. I, I guess Pittsburgh, it's, it's hard to judge this game. Like if that ball doesn't go over his head in the first, you know, if, if they don't just implode immediately and then Ben is pressing, he's throwing it into the lineman, three, four tipped balls. It, you know, who knows how this game goes? Like Pittsburgh obviously was overvalued. Six was probably crazy at that point, but like, what we saw from their offense, like I thought we'd see more of that. I guess points made sense now again in hindsight, but yeah, it's hard to judge a game that gets off to such a wonky start like that. Hundred percent. No, I don't think you. I think you throw everything out except for coaching decisions after it's twenty-eight nothing. Yeah, yeah. The rest of the game, how do you judge anything that happens? So. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't. I, I don't have a lot of takes fair here. To judge, fair to judge Tomlin on the coaching decisions after yes. it was twenty-eight nothing. Absolutely. I mean, I, I'm not sure why. I'm not sure in what world it makes sense to play field position if you're down four scores in the first half. I'm not sure in what world it makes sense to play field position. The worst part was it worked. That's what I hated. Quarter. What's that? They kicked it. The worst part was that it worked. Like that. Yeah, that's, of course. That, yeah, yeah. It was confirmation bias. All, all. That's over. the worst thing that could have happened to Tomlin was for them to go three and out and punt it back. Yeah, for sure. Um, Pittsburgh struggled containing Hunt and Chubb. Pittsburgh, uh, I guess, and Baker Mayfield. We talked about it last night. He didn't look great, but as no. far as a playoff debut goes, that was fine. Better than he most. did not make the key mistakes. Um, I. I never felt comfortable about our Pittsburgh second half bet until it was in the books because Mayfield was, he was dangerous out there. Three touchdown passes, no mistakes, no fumbles, no interceptions, was not sacked. Despite his offensive line being a mash unit going up against the mighty steel curtain and, and presumptive DPOY runner-up TJ Watt. Could not manifest pressure on Baker Mayfield. Um, a lot of credit to the game plan that they came in with. And obviously playing with a lead, again, you can't really evaluate some of this stuff. But uh, you would have thought Steelers are going to take some chances here on defense, right? They're going to cr- try to create a turnover on defense, on any obvious passing down. Why weren't they, yeah. you know, ball Jumping ball, routes, ball some some crazy blitzes. Like, you're already getting gashed by this offense. Uh, who yeah. cares if they beat you over the top on a jailbreak? Like, yeah. Exactly. You get the ball back yeah. again. You get the ball back quicker. Yeah, right. And your offense was moving the ball fine in the second half. So yeah, I, I could not agree with you more. Um, you do you have any other final thoughts on that one? I mean, <sighs> probably a, a few players last games. Philip Rivers. I maybe Philip Rivers, maybe Big Ben. If Ben and Pouncey are kind of a, a tandem, they he said he'd retire. Um, what do you think? Yeah. Uh, so that was possibly uh, Ben's last home game in Heinz Field. Yeah, it sucks. Pittsburgh's, in a, Pittsburgh is in an effed situation from a cap perspective. There's so a few teams. I would lean, yeah, I would lean he probably is done. Um, should yeah, we look ahead now? He's like 41 against the cap next year. He can't. They can't have that. So should we yes. look ahead? 
next week, next week, um, you know, you know what sucks about this week? We agree with Everybody. a lot of these numbers. What's that? We agree that with a lot of these numbers. Oh yeah, like all of them. <laughs> like, like all eight. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we have four four games, and the bummer is that none of these games are really bettable from a cider total standpoint. Um, the couple we talked about uh, during the hour-long periscope we did yesterday at the Saints-Bears halftime. Oh, yeah. Already already adjusted. We were talking about Green Bay Rams total looked a little high. It's down to 46. Uh, we were talking about uh, some games that didn't aren't even going to get played, uh, so that was wasted time. Um, let's go through the schedule, though, real quick. Re, uh, starting with the Rams and the Green Bay Packers, um, again, these numbers are damn freaking tight. Uh, this is yeah, going we, to we be said a like, flippers kind of weekend. Yeah. We said if it's seven and a half or eight, that's way too much. That'll get bad, but like it's never going below seven, and then here it is. It's seven, seven and a half. It's a pretty good, you know, a pretty good teaser leg if you're into that, I guess. But at the same time, I, I, I'm torn on this. Like, I think it's too many points, but at the same time, I think it's a good teaser leg because – Green Bay against a bunch of injured Rams. I'm going to say seven, teasing a seven, six points. No, if it's playoff. seven and a half, if it, if it's seven and a half, yeah, I'm not even teasing seven. a seven. Why? I still hate it. I know. I, I probably go against the math because I need another leg. Packers for Tampa money line eventually. minus three thirty-five. You don't want so that. So you're for winning one point at two sixty-one. Well, your push probability. Your push probability on one. Not great. No. No, I mean it's not high. No, it's not high at all. Um, I think that you're you're capturing you're effectively capturing minus three, three, four, fifteen ish. Yeah, you're cap- you're capturing three. three no, saying, like you're basically you're basically you're basically getting a minus three hundred ish parlay leg for minus yeah. two sixty one if you tease seven to one. Um, total is down to forty six. That makes sense to me. Um. Yeah. A couple of interesting wrinkles, and again, we're going to break these down in detail on Wednesday. We're going to mine these hard to try to find edges because there yeah. probably are some small ones. I don't know if they're going to be enough to beat the VIG, but there might paying be. Paying attention, yeah. like, yeah, what we're going to talk about over the next four games, paying attention over the next day or two because before we get to the Wednesday, we'll do Wednesday evening, 7 p.m. Central, 8 Eastern. We'll do a pod with a guest again, go over these four games. But between now and then, stuff to watch for. As just monitoring a lot of injuries and yeah, coach and specifically in this game. Um, yeah, this is the big one. You want to know, you want to hear reports about what golf looks like in practice. You yes. want to hear Aaron Donald. Is he practicing? You want to hear is Aaron Donald expected to get limited snaps or full compliment? We want to know um, Cooper cup status with the knee. All Ram stuff, right? It's 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 all ramp stuff. Like the only th- real problem with Green Bay has already been decided. Bakhtiari's out. He's Bakhtiari's dead. Out. Everybody, yeah. every, uh, the, there was one other offensive lineman who's been dealing with injuries. Lindsley is he hundred percent now? I think he's back to fine, especially with the break. Yeah. Okay. Um, any uh, my I guess obviously like on Saturday I was higher on the Rams at eight and a half eight. I thought that was a decent play. Now it's seven laying the juice. I'm a little less inclined. <laughs> I, but I still stand behind the handicap for this game, which is now exactly reflected in the current numbers, is that uh, the Rams 
defense is the you know is the best chance to keep the Green Bay Packers under about twenty seven. You made points. a you made a case about Kansas City. You're worried about Kansas City getting COVID. Like yeah, Green Green Bay. We we saw this with Thanksgiving teams yeah. who had time off. They got COVID. They screwed sure. around. We saw it around Christmas. We're seeing it with yeah. this. Yeah. Green Bay is a little less concerning than Kansas City, and I know both are not especially vibrant metropolises. <laughs> Metropoli? Is that how you say it? Um, Appleton Appleton seems like a good place to get. No no offense. <laughs> no offense to Appleton, Wisconsin. I've been there. Is that where the guys live mostly? No, nobody would live there. Um no, that that's where, where the you Green Bay stay. Packers living when they're when they're on their bike. God, I would I would probably get a place in Milwaukee. Hmm. Okay, I'm not sure. Well, yeah, I mean it's it's almost like they're in their own little bubble in Green Bay, so I'm not as worried about them as I would be with Kansas City because Kansas City players, it's a little bit more of a an, an urban environment, a little bit higher mm -hmm. likelihood you're going to come into contact with people who have it, but uh, we'll see. Um, I, but I still think you know the Rams. This is there's this is a this is a real test for the Green Bay Packers offense. If they're as good as everyone thinks they are, if you know if they've had a very easy schedule this season, very easy. In fact, especially against the past defenses they faced, especially against past defenses, and this is a very real test. And we've seen this in years past, where um, you know a, a team that's as dynamic offensively all of a sudden in the playoffs doesn't look as good because they're going up against real competition all of a sudden. And this is it. This is it. Aaron Donald, if he's healthy, is going to be nasty on that pass rush. Aaron Rodgers coming down the the um, blind side on him is going to be wild. Um, Jalen Ramsey, potential matchup against Devontae Adams is one I am very much looking forward to. One wide receiver one. Yeah. League-wide maybe, right? Yeah, this, this could be league wide. This is probably it. They probably live they live in the same neighborhood that Giannis lives in. Like whatever the really nice neighborhood in Milwaukee is, probably near the lake. That makes sense. Um so, okay. So right now Buffalo. I okay, no, before we move on, you you're not done with that one. If you had to predict market movement, is this going I would to say we saw it. Mm. I can see it going to flat seven. Okay. I think there'll and be a hunger for the Rams. From the, I mean, the people we talk to are are higher on higher on the the narrative or what? It's not even a narrative because there's logic behind this. The fact that the you know the, the Packers are going to get public money because they're high flying MVP Devonte Adams, but they haven't faced a tough pass defense. It's been a pretty cake schedule as far as that goes. So I think you will see Rams money. This ends up closing at a flat seven. Well, Rams money. I'm at flat seven, like seven minus one ten right now. If you want to lay seven with the Packers, you can do it for minus one oh two. No, I, I didn't even I didn't I didn't even look at the movement. Yeah. I was expecting there could be some Packers money that brings us back to a flat seven. Well, I, I think the track is juice wise the, one fifteen, one oh five all week. You'll probably get push pull on seven. I don't think six and a half is a thing, is it? Are we seeing that at all? Though I think they're I don't think so, no. Yeah, I don't think people want to pay 15 cents to uh, – maybe it is a seven still. that people would bet Rams at 15, so. All right, what um about the total? A little bit back on the over? Right now they want some money on over 46. Yeah, the key number of 46. I could see it getting bet up. 
you know, with some quotes. Well, and especially if Donald's not practicing, maybe it gets bet up. Maybe that it's still as silly as to say a, a defensive lineman practicing will affect the total, but it could. So the Green Bay always and always potential that there's Green Bay weather this time of year. Have you looked at that yet? No. Try not to look at weather this far ahead. Although the it's been very mild up here. Like it's cold and whatnot, but man, we just have not got snow up this way. Saturday afternoon, they're calling for 30-ish. Uh yeah, low clouds, 26 degrees, wind nine miles an hour, gusts 14. So nothing cloud cover 98%. It's gonna be a gray day. It's gonna be a gray, gray evening. Um probably a dark, cool. Yeah, dude, day. I haven't seen the sun in like six weeks it's just cloudy every day here Ooh. yeah no I'm, I'm super depressed right now it's vitamin, <laughs> vitamin d issues man yeah. um all right i got one of those special lights all right baltimore, baltimore buffalo ravens baltimore ravens buffalo bills are in the um are in the nightcap on saturday prime time again in buffalo <laughs> hosting another game with fans, you'll have fans at this one again, so it makes a little bit of a difference. Uh, the weather two, here. Two young quarterbacks, two athlete, two young athletes that were drafted in the same year, that were drafted after some other more t- highly touted prospects. Yes. That won- just each one just won their first playoff game. Yeah. Um, Chance of snow. One of them an MVP. Cold. One of them, uh, you know, the top MVP candidate from this year. Um, this was, I saw at one point it was Baltimore plus three. It's come into two, uh, talking independently before we knew if this was even going to be the game. I gave you my number was Buffalo minus one and a half. So the fact that drifting, what's that? I had a pick when I looked at it. So the fact fact that it's drifting. It's good for our sanity, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's drifting in the direction of uh, what our numbers would make. The problem is the difference between a two and a pick and a one and a half, and it's not going to be much. long term. So there's so, not. And this uh, is this is you got to clear your mind for this exercise, and you're good. If yeah, you did not, California. if you weren't up to your eyeballs in Baltimore, future, you're asking the question I was going to ask. Oh, you're, you're killing me with that. I was, was just about. I said, clear your mind. Do the. Oh, okay. You're 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 from California. I'm sure you do yoga and Pilates and shit. And actually, yoga is pretty good for your posture um yeah, keep that course yeah, keep that yeah course. You, you you were about to say the exact same thing i'm about to say if you didn't have a single dime in in baltimore futures in baltimore calcutta in baltimore exposure for anything i think i'd bet baltimore money line i think i would find a price yeah or or like baltimore minus two and a half at plus 140 yeah. something yeah. like that same i think it's better than a 50 50 uh you know, even though my numbers say their bills are a little better, um, this Ravens team is a is a truck right now. Yeah. And this the way is, the Baltimore this is defense the one I'm looking. This is the one I'm looking most week. forward to. I, I guess the the fact that the Buffalo the Baltimore defense passed the test of the Tennessee Titans offense has got me very encouraged about what they could do against the Buffalo offense and Josh Allen. Yes. Um, the fact that you know Marlon Humphrey got pushed around by AJ Brown, but AJ Brown is a 
beast. Just scary effing dude. He's a beast. Marlon Humphrey and what they like to do He's schematically with their, with their cornerbacks, I think matches up a lot better against the likes of the Stefan Diggs of the world, the Cole Beasley's of the world. Um, Buffalo's relatively one-dimensional. It's a passing attack only. Their rushing attack is pathetic um, outside of whenever Josh Allen scrambles. Um, we saw these two teams play once last year. It was a very windy day. It's potentially going to be a very windy day on Saturday night in Buffalo. Uh, looking at potential 15-mile-an-hour winds, gusts in the 20s. Very, very important to keep an eye on that. The total has reacted appropriately. It yes. has come down from 51 to 49 and a half. If you woke up and you looked at that total and you said, why is it 49 and a half? That is because there is weather speculation that this is going to be a wind game. Do you have an opinion on the total otherwise? Do you think it keeps going down? I'm trying to help someone find YouTube right now. <laughs> the, the stream is giving them shit on Periscope. So, um, yeah, Classic. and they're thinking, the the best part is they're thanking you because it's I'm using your your avatar to type this in. But yeah, it's nice. deep deep dive sports betting podcast on YouTube. If you want to if you want to watch this on YouTube, it is much better on YouTube. So and it's the exact same stream. So check yeah. it out over there. Yeah. Subscribe if you're not already. Um, yeah, yeah. Live if, if the weather, yeah, if the weather gets bad, I mean, it'll depend more on wind. There's a chance of some snow, uh, like 50-50 is what I'm seeing. So, yeah, I don't blame them for getting bet down. And it's probably a better better matchup for both defenses, if you get my if you get what I'm saying. It, I to, do. A, to a point. To a point. Uh, like, I was, I was supremely disappointed in, as, as much as I did not want them to win. I was supremely disappointed in Tennessee and how they played. Like, I don't so think the, the Baltimore defense. When you bring up the matchup for both defenses, I agree with you from Baltimore's defense against this Buffalo offense. But the yes. other way around, I'm not sure. Buffalo invites you to run on them because they're trying to de-incentivize you from passing on them. Right? Just be, just because they, you know, they're 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 correct in most of the opponents they go up against, their rushing attacks are minus EPA per play. And so every rush you get your opponent to rush, the better off you are. Buffalo is not, excuse me, Baltimore is not a minus EPA per play no. on the ground. They are a very positive EPA per play on the ground. And inviting them to do that is asking for... But, but do you... Yeah, but as far as a game plan standpoint, there's no chance you invite them to run the ball. Like that's just their idea. That's their identity. I know, I know it's their identity. But they put on the field. I know, but with the 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 matchup, the opponent they have that that can't be the game plan. The game plan is take you know take away Andrews. Try that. I mean, try that first off. Whatever, whoever trade. Who's your top receiver? Holly, I don't know, Hollywood. Yeah, Hollywood Brown. I mean, Andrews is your one Brown. I'm I'm not like I'm not having Trey shadow anybody. He's wherever he needs to be to be the most effective. And I am I am putting a safety in the box. I'm taking away more of the run. I'm taking away the middle seam stuff at the tight end. I'm, I'm inviting though too. I mean, yeah, no, it's not a good defense. I'm not saying it's a good defense. It's not a good defense. I'm saying I try to l let Lamar beat me deep if that's what I'm going to play. So, okay, that's interesting. Um. Hmm. Okay. 
Well, I just I think they have a smart defensive coordinator. I think they have a smart coaching staff. Obviously, a smarter coach than Tennessee. And I don't know if you're tackling poorly against this Ravens rush. I know. Attack, it, it, I'm not saying it's going to go well. It's still. Yeah. I don't think it's a good offense or a good defense. But I know what I would try to do, and hopefully that's what they have. So, but okay. it'll be it'll be something to see if if they can stop this uh, three four headed running attack and Andrews. They'll have a chance. Otherwise, uh, I don't know what, 34 nothing Baltimore. Last okay. one? Uh, no, we have two more. Wow, how am I? Yeah, Sunday my morning, Cleveland, Kansas City. <clears throat> Ten points is a lot of points. We were making a joke, not really making a joke, but making a comment that in general the lines felt tight. This is the one that there's a surcharge. Yeah, big. And it's big. It's big. Like what do you have to do from a number standpoint, downgrading Cleveland to get this to 10? I mean, I'd, I would have to assume Baker's out and then also both running backs. Because <laughs> we're talking, I mean, what's your what's the highest power number you've had on Kansas City all year? Oh, I mean, nine. They're, Eight, they're, nine. Yeah, right, right low nine, I think. Okay, but that was back when they were like playing well. Right. So let's give let's give them let's give them one point for being off a double buy. Okay. Let's give them one point for being at home. Okay. So let's say their power number now becomes let's say it's eight and a half. Their power number becomes ten point five. That okay. implies that Cleveland is an average team in the NFL. Is yeah, right. is on par with the average team. This is something. So this is not where we we can't live in that space. You know who's an average team? <laughs> you know who's an average team? Minnesota's an average team. Yeah. Chicago's Atlanta. an average team. Atlanta is an average. These Chicago. are, these are Miami. The, the yeah. Chargers. This yeah. is not what this team is. This is a big effing number. <laughs> it is. It's, I don't understand. I mean, I it is. And the Andy Reid, I, I don't, I know a lot of sharp people that are going to take this, you know, take this. And it still might blow up in their face. Oh, because I'm going to be one. I'm, of them. <laughs> you know, I, I'm still, Absolutely. I'm still at a spot here where I don't know, you know, I don't know where we're going to sit as far as was this team just effing around when they went through their, you know, eight games of never covering or and saving it for the postseason, or are they seriously still in this malaise? So I'm, you know, if they come out with their hair on fire. And they score touchdowns in their first four drives. I'm going to feel awful bad about this ten and a half, but long term, I'm going to take this every time. When's the last time you seen? And I'm, play I'm not in a hurry to bet this. I'm not not this number isn't going away. I guess my my initial thought that I have on this one, and again, I am a noted Kansas City truther, especially down the stretch here. But what we like what we saw with Seattle against the Rams, where they couldn't flip the switch. It wasn't easy in the moment to say, okay, now we're going to play the good plays. Now we're going to be a dynamic offense. Um, yes. Yes. It's the same line. It was, that wasn't 11 points. It's funny we mentioned, thank you, Xavier Balthazar. Yes, thank you, Xavier. We mentioned that game. We bet Kansas. We bet Atlanta yeah, we in that bet game. Atlanta. I, I took the points with Atlanta. Why wouldn't I take the points with Cleveland? Yeah, Cleveland has a better offense. Much better. Better running game. Much better. I, I'm gonna take Hunt. I'm gonna take Hunt and Chubb over Todd Gurley, seven uh, seven times a week and twice on Sundays. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean it's just no, too high. Like, 
They if they lose by thirty, they lose by thirty. It's too high. Do you think there is signal in the fact that Pat Mahomes grades as an average quarterback over the last half of the season? No. Why is it then? Because his priors are strong enough. Okay. Um, his priors grade out to be he has played some of the most amazing 15-minute stretches of football I've seen in my entire life. Same. Sure. So those priors are too strong to say like that this team isn't good anymore or whatever you want to say, or they're they're like a seven on your power rating now. So I know, but either way, either enough, way, too enough to be demanding a surcharge. I think the surcharge is Patty MVP last year, or Patty Super Bowl win, Patty fifty touchdowns two years ago, Andy Reid getting it done for fifteen years, Andy Reid off a bye. The fact that team. Even if you take away the names, players, and just do a blind resume, it's a team off a bye, not only a bye but essentially a double bye, getting to rest. Like th- that's that's you know how much are we waiting that? And for me, it's a point. It's still just a point. Okay. Um, how about the fact and that Cleveland and for intangibles, Cleveland's got juice right now. They they they, got, they got players coming back off of COVID. They got a coach coming back off of COVID. They got. Uh, we're gonna we're probably gonna see Joel Bitonio. That's gonna help with some of the offensive line issues, right? We're guessing we're gonna see Bitonio. I mean, every, everybody played pretty well, even the backups against a tough pass rush. Yeah, I mean, the, Kansas City has a couple decent pass rush pieces, but it's not Pittsburgh. So, I'm I'm a little concerned about their O line, but not enough to pass up this point. Yeah, yeah. I think this is a dangerous spot. I think Kansas City is still. I don't know that I'm running to grab. Oh my God, the money line on the Browns. Did you see what it is? At 10, what is it like? 350? Plus 415. My goodness. What's that for a number? They're only going to get you get 10K down on that, though. Um, the Browns have a chance in this game. I think so, but I'm, I'm going to take my breath for that. Do you think this gets worse before it gets better? Can I wait for a 10 and a half? I mean, right now it's juiced in favor of Cleveland. So plus 10 is minus 111. So there's going to have to be some push to get it even out to 10 and a half. I'm fine with the 10. I don't think it's getting too crazy. You don't think it's going to go to 10 and a half? No. Bet Online wrote a lot of tickets at eight and a half and nine and whatnot, by the way. Do you get why they wanted those? That's not sure. <laughs> Interesting. I and, and I guess truthfully, getting getting out to getting out to eleven doesn't seem crazy because there's it's not like some big value. Eleven is not some big value number. Like if if books take a big a big chunk on ten at Kansas City, they're not jumping. You know, they're not saying like, oh, we're just gonna juice the piss out of the ten. Now they'll just move to eleven. They don't care. It's not like they're going to get middled on 10 and 11. Are you offense. complete? Are you already tired of the narrative of Cleveland just won their Super Bowl? This is a letdown spot. <sighs> I don't be, I don't buy into that stuff. Okay. I, I, I think they have a good, I think they have a very good coach. I find that totally ridiculous. Yeah. they just, you know, And we didn't really, the, the thing is too, that we talk about all the bad coaching decisions. We didn't really get a chance. And also he was sitting in a basement somewhere anyway, but we didn't get a chance to see what, Kick Cleveland was prepared to do in a high leverage situation because they were never put in one. 
They were up through seven nothing. They completed a pass that he ran around every defender, scored. It was fourteen nothing. Another turnover. It's just yeah, they, they were fine. So it, we didn't get to really um, see the nails put to the Cleveland coaching staff yet. So this will this will be interesting to see if they get some situations like, are you going for this fourth down? <clears throat> this is a you know you're not up twenty one nothing right now. Thing is, they're going to get those fourth down converted because their rushing attack and their offensive line is good, and Kansas yeah. City does not stop the fourth down rush very well. Um, it's funny. I'm I'm talking about uh, shitting on eleven being a value number. Sorry to anyone who had the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Good call, Blue. This fan that, that that is funny. That you know they got the. It's not funny because I mean it, they didn't really deserve to cover that game. No, 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 no. Uh, total in this one. You think if we are correct and the Browns are live, this is a dead nut over, even though it's 56? Yes. If the Browns are in the game, it continues to be a live over game. Browns are bad on defense. If the Browns don't show up at all, if the Browns don't show up at all, it might be an under game. As far as Kansas City with a lead has not shown the killer instinct, they're not stomping on throats right now. So if you're telling me, Parlay over 56 with plus 415 money yeah, line. I think so. Got it. You want you want to guess with that pace? Whoa, mass risk 10k? No way. What? On a parlay? You want to guess what the payout is? On plus so plus 415, so five times. I mean, it's seventy thousand. Nine to one. Nine to one's not bad. Ten K pays eight eighty-nine thousand one hundred and eighty-five dollars. Easy. I'm surprised that they're taking ten. I know, and Skyfish, I, I just thought of this too. As far as the teaser, if it's at ten and a half, it's like shit, that's a nice teaser number too. Yeah, you you're getting I'm, yeah, we, our audience is too smart for you. Our audience isn't isn't buying your your bullshit, man. They're there, smart for you. Well, there there is some value on ten and a half. We've shown to tease at six points. Oh, so. t- dude, there's more money coming in on Cleveland as we speak. Plus ten for Cleveland Brown is down to minus one hundred eight now. Yeah, so I think we so, yeah Cleveland directionality t- wise and PC, I See if I can do something with uh, put them put them together. Okay, uh, last game Tampa Bay is now at plus three. This is coming from three and a half. I th- struggle to see the value on this side either way. And no, I don't it's think it's going to be two and a half. Do you? It's. I think it's the tide has already turned a little bit, and this is heading back out towards a juicy three. If you want to back New Orleans, would you agree? Yes, I think so too. Do you have an? And do you have any? The only. I, guess, th- I mean, you- the, the. It's hard to beat it. Th- so, and also, we just want this on record. I've seen people tweet this out. I've run this number before too. I've seen other people run this number. With their databases, if a team beats somebody twice in the play in the regular season, it's not. The, I mean, the narrative—it's hard to beat a team three times. If a team sweeps a team in the regular season, they win the third game like sixty-six percent of the time, like two-thirds of the time they win the game. I like their odds. Yeah, there's not there's not some, and it's funny. So you're telling me it's plus EV to back New Orleans at minus one sixty three on the money line. That's what he, well, that's I was, was going to say. That I was just going to make the joke that money line's like minus one sixty. It should be minus two hundred. <laughs> um, in the back of your head, do you have any appetite for the dog in this one? Not really. I'm hoping for a fun live over game. I'm, I'm hoping both offenses 
did leave the the good place for week two, and we can have a fun back and forth. But I think uh, the Saints do get this done. Okay. Although we, you know, we did make a case for Tampa is healthy as shit. Uh, if you're backing Tampa, are you taking three or are you just taking the money line? Money line. Yeah. Because New Orleans has been a little choky at home in the playoffs. Just a little too much over my lifetime to not think that they don't have another choke in them. <laughs> second, second straight travel spot for Tampa too. You know. So, and what was their last game of the season? They played the um, the. Atlanta Falcons in Tampa, I believe. It was in Tampa, I think. Yes, it was. So only only the second straight road game, but yeah. Second yeah, straight the Ravens, road. The Ravens are the uh are the third straight roadie. I think if you wanted Tampa, you wanted the three and a half, you might get it again. I think so too. Okay, so just real quick market predictions. You think we get it, we're gonna see push pull at seven for the Rams? We think Ravens continues to come into pick. It might end up a pick. That would be there's a big hunger for you know the Josh Allen train, yeah. but I think the real think money might come in at more. You may get a ten and a half, which according to Andy is worth nothing. Absolutely. Uh, and then Tampa Bay, I think, is trending back. Uh, no, it's, that's why I said I'm waiting. I don't think it I don't think you're getting a nine. I don't think we're going to nine and a half. No, no. I, I don't think we I reverse course. It's not going back. No, no. I think it goes out to ten and a half. I really do. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, let's reconvene on Wednesday with a fun guest. Yep. That Buffalo total, by the way, I think is going to keep going down as the weather reports come in. Cleveland, KC. Yeah, I think like that under hit that now because I think the, there's going to be the talk Bucks, of snow. There's talk. There's going to be some sharp snow. players that come in on Buck Saints under. I bet. Familiarity narrative, divisional rivalry narrative, yeah. Saints defense is really quite good narrative. Don't you think that pushes that total down to 50 ish? Yeah, the familiarity thing. You, I mean, you see that all season, and uh, you know, like when a team plays a couple games, the offense looks good, and then they get a divisional game, and that there's a bit of inflation, and then people come in and just hammer that divisional game under. So that could be a thing. Yeah. All right, man. Well, let's reconvene on Wednesday. Good job. And uh, thank God the Ravens are in the playoffs. Never heard of them. People are trying to guess the guest. He won't oh. return our calls. Yeah, no, he's he's too busy. And yes, thanks for watching the stream. Thanks for listening to this. If you have listened to this as a podcast, and there is a limited time now. We are we're actually putting a time limit on this. I talked to Reed this morning. So, like, oh, really? Yeah, like the next, you got like the next 10 days or so, maybe, maybe two weeks. I'm going to get a firm date on this before we're going to, we're going to lock up the hoodie promo. We will do other hoodie promos as other states pop up, but New Jersey and Colorado, get signed up, get your friends signed up, get the $500 risk-free bet, get the free hoodie at WinBet and support the content. And we appreciate any help you can get to that. And Well, yeah, Herbalife. I love that. Thanks from France. Thanks from Texas. Thanks, everybody. And we'll see you guys on Wednesday with a special guest. And if you're on YouTube, give it a thumbs up. If you haven't subscribed already, do that too. Love you guys, everyone. <laughs> Is Hot Topic still a thing? I think there's one at my mall. I haven't been to my mall in ever, man. You guys love malls?
There's a Spencer's Gifts. Yes, we have a mall. Where, where are you going to put your Abercrombie and your pretzel maker? <laughs> you got to have somewhere to serve pretzels. That's a flashback. I haven't thought about Abercrombie and Fitch in a long time. Oh, my God. And uh, what's the orange juice 